Hey everybody, welcome to The Point. I am your host, Jeff Spikes. I'm extremely grateful to be here. If you know me, you know gratitude is at the center of my life. And I am consistently grateful. And I encourage others to do the same. We're going to talk today about boundaries and how 90, over 90% of boundaries that we set are just a bunch of crap. Now, I say that and get a strong reaction sometimes from people because boundaries are very have become a very popular thing and they're very important to people. Uh, and I'm not saying that boundaries aren't wise. I'm not saying that it's not good to have them. What I'm saying is, is that the framework that we've put around them and the discussions we have to have around them are tend to be much more manipulation rather than a real significant um, healthy conversation or actual keeping a boundary and and that's good some uh, that's okay sometimes it's valuable to discuss boundaries in an open-minded willing place a, a place willing to bend and change and shift with somebody because we can discuss healthy boundaries that we could make that we could create for each other in relationships whether that's in personal relationships, business relationships, partnerships, contracts are made for that. Contracts are about boundaries of a deal. So I'm not saying boundaries are bad. What I'm saying is, is that most of our setting of boundaries is really manipulation and it's really trying to divert the problem outside of ourselves and make the problem out there instead of inside ourselves. And typically, if we're having a problem with boundaries, it's something internal to us that we could solve all on our own. Um, well, certainly in our own in our sense of ownership, we may still need others to uh, support, encouragement, love, kindness to get there. But <clears throat> where am I going with this? One, never, 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 ever, never, ever, ever, for any reason, if at all you can ever help it, don't ever never ever you hear how much I'm emphasis I'm putting on this right don't ever set a boundary if you're not willing and able to keep it it's really important because you diminish your credibility and potentially damage the integrity and again depending on how you define integrity that can be important so you don't want to diminish your your credibility or integrity because holding boundaries builds that up. So if you're not holding a boundary, you're already not being looked at as someone credible based on what your words and your actions are, typically. And if you want to establish it, setting boundaries if you're not going to keep them is going to do more damage than good to that part of the relationship. So one of the points I want to make here, if we're getting to the point, one of the points I'm going to make here is that one said that setting boundaries can is more manipulation typically than it is actual boundary setting because we're trying to get uh, we're trying to manipulate the outside world so that we can be happier. And one of the most important things that we can do is pause and gain awareness of this our surroundings, gain awareness of our feelings of what happened that caused us to think about the boundary 
gather and gain awareness as to what the levels of those feelings were as they happened and what are the real issues. We can find a lot of hidden secrets in our in, in types of gains that we have if we'll investigate where we're having a difficult time setting boundaries. So, um, you know, boundaries are a secondary, they're, they're not a primary problem, they're secondary. They're not typically, that's the other point, they're not typically the root cause. Now, there may be a root cause that we aren't caring for ourselves enough, we don't, we're not expressing um, any type of self-respect into the world, therefore other people aren't respecting us either, and that can be a root cause that, it, that, that, that shows up as not having boundaries, but the, the lack of boundaries and the feelings we get from, from the lack of boundaries is a symptom, not an actual problem. And we take it as the problem and try and focus it on the problem. And that can take a long time. Calling all therapists. If you're helping people with boundaries a lot, check yourself because it's one of those tricks that we can get caught up into easier. I'm not a therapist. I just work with a lot of therapists and they will report to me that that's one of those things they, they keep an eye on is that if they're, if they, get into a cycle of somebody just repeating over and over trying and working on these boundaries that they're becoming part of the cycle and the problem and it's just keeping someone in therapy longer right it's to, it's to becomes a loop so there are some strategies where you want someone to be in a loop while you work on other things and i, I don't understand all that because i'm not a therapist but i've heard therapists talk about this and it is a sign or it can be a sign or a signal that it's time to shift up a little bit of the therapies and do that. So great that therapists are thinking that because I, I know that there's some opinions out there that say that anyone in a therapeutic environment just wants to keep people sick, just like people believe that about doctors. And that's a bunch of hoopla. I know a lot of them. That's garbage. I know, I know tons of therapists, psychiatrists, psychologists that are in the business of having people get better and thrive in their lives. And, um, you know, that's just, and I, so I, I'm sure all of it exists, but what's the point I'm making? Let's just stop worrying about boundaries and just have them. If it's a byproduct and it's not the real problem, I'm going to tell you the real problem is that we don't have an established set of standards and values that are holding us safe for ourselves. We haven't done the work think through the ideas and feel through the ideas of what we really want out of life and really come to terms with what we're trying to create. So we, that, we haven't ended up creating values and standards. When we do designing your strengths work in companies, the first thing that comes up, I, I do, a, do a class in companies at some stage of, my, of, my, of engagement um, at, at different levels of leadership where we'll talk about we are not our strategies because oftentimes we're showing up in adapted strategies, something we learned from someone else that works really well for them. And maybe it works for a group of people. But when you, when you really break it down and look at what those people's gifts are, that person's gift is, is the strategy they're using really works for them based on how they're wired. And, then we, and so we learn those things and boundaries is one of those things. Boundaries is one of those things where we learn effective ways to set boundaries in different environments from other people because it works for them. And we end up in an, in an adapted sense of being 
And one of the key ways to do that, if you if you're in a business environment and you're a manager or a leader and you're put in a position where you have to have a tough conversation with someone, do you love having those converse, corrective conversations, those performance improvement conversations that are based on correcting a, a behavior you don't want? Or do you look forward to them? And if you the, the more you're on the scale of just not being able to deal with them at all, that's a pretty good sign for you that um, you're, you're showing up in an adapted strategy. Now, you may always find caution there. But it, it, it just depends on how you're wired. But we show up in these adapted strategies. So I teach these classes that says we are not our strategies. And we start breaking down these myths that, you know, everyone's a leopard and no one changes their spots. And, and because we absolutely change our spots when we're showing up in an adapted way that works for others. So, and like I said, boundaries is a good way to do that. So that's in a business world. In, in, a, in other environments, whether we're in a, a group of friends, in a group of like-minded people, in our families, boundaries can change there. And again, there's still the opportunity to show up adapted. Um, depending on the structure of the home and how how well the leaders in a home or an environment are at kind of creating all of the and establishing all of the levels of hierarchy of human needs and you're really able everyone in the home or in that environment's really able to get to the tip of that pyramid where they're focused on self-actualization depending on how strong that system is it can be get really varying and different so let's get back on track with boundaries okay um because I, I want to get to some really useful things. If you are in a position where you haven't had had boundaries, let's talk about that for a second. Because I, I want to be a little bit gentle here. Um, I've had belief systems that have kept me. I, I'm very high in my. I have I have this muscle that is so strong, and it's a belief muscle. I believe when I dig in and believe something, man, I am there. It's one of the reasons that I was so set on fixing the things that were not the strongest in me. I developed, I had such, I was using my strength, which is belief. And I was using really all of my strengths without even knowing it at first to develop a system and a process and a way of showing up in my, in my, in my least effective self and winning because I needed to fix those things. I believed those those parts of me needed to be corrected, so to speak, right? So my strengths were having me take a long way around and it was painful and people were noticing. My dad, my dad used to say, you love doing things the hard way, don't you? <laughs> and I didn't understand it because I was doing what I thought I was meant to do. But so, so let's, let's get back into this. If you're if it, maybe it's coming from a sense of belief and so you just haven't made changes and haven't set boundaries with people or haven't held certain lines that you normally would have out of some place of understanding or compassion or belief that something needed to happen. Um, if, if that's you, um, I want to be gentle here and I want to talk about the dangers of desperately wanting to seek boundaries. Here's one of the things I see a lot. Somebody finally decides to set a boundary and they're great at it. 
but they're great at it in a way that is so loud and abrasive and abrupt man but it, they set the boundary and they achieved that and the, uh, you got to think about the amount of energy that it took for them to finally gain the courage to make the change and it just comes out however it needs to and that's not any different than me starting a podcast and doing it imperfectly and saying hey it's going to get better so it's not a bad strategy it's can quickly turn into manipulation and arguments and struggles but so to people experiencing that from someone else go easy if you're experiencing someone that's setting boundaries go easy and learn what's going on with them because maybe they're practicing something new and they're clunky at it that's okay right don't judge them for what they're trying to do but maybe you could help them and maybe you could find a way to show up and sit next to them and hey what's going on what do you need what can i help you with why is that important to you how did you get in a spot where like why isn't it easy for this to be respected in and around you you know there's lots of ways that we can ask questions and just get people thinking about it because here's the thing if we would it, now now talking back to that that's if you experience someone that is doing that that comes from that whole thing of hurt people hurt people but if you're the hurt person that now needs to set the boundary, stop for a minute, pause, easy, go easy on yourself and just gain the knowledge and information you need to about yourself, about the feelings you were having that led to you needing or wanting or desiring this new, this new boundary. And don't be afraid of taking ownership over the fact that you've allowed a different boundary than you are comfortable with. You allowed people to step over there. I was having a conversation with a client that was having a really difficult time getting out of their office on time to be home and to be at a, a relaxed, pleasant dinner with their spouse. And it was a problem because their boss would come in at noon every day and you know, they'd work till seven, eight o'clock at night. And this, the, the, the only person that got called into the office that would get called by this person up to stay late was this one person who, because it, it really was the only person that would. Everyone else was like, man, I'm busy. I got stuff to do. I was here at six in the morning or eight in the morning and I'm, I'm leaving at this time. I have a schedule to keep. <clears throat> um, this person would get in early and then not set the boundary with their boss and say, okay, I'll stay. And it was starting to get in the way of their home. Well, what do you do? How do we set that? Well, that, that's, um, that's an interesting quandary of, of, of what to think about, right? And in this case, the, the person was like, well, I don't want to miss out. They had, a, they had FOMO. You know, I don't want to miss out of being a part of, especially a pivotal part of these programs or the things that, that they're working on. I, I want to be a leader and I want to be considered a leader. So I don't want to be seen as someone who's not willing to put in the extra hours. And so they had a whole belief system wrapped up around how that would benefit from them. And they also got to look at, you know, well, where, you know, look, I've drawn the line now that says it's okay for me to be here at 630. The boss isn't even aware. And other people in the office are starting to get mad that this is continually happening over and over and over. And they're kind of mad at the boss. But the, the reality is, is that the boss doesn't even know it's a problem yet. So once you make it known, that, that could change. But again, if you make it known and don't hold the boundary, now it's different. So there, sometimes it's worth waiting 
and having our own energetic shift to where we are just naturally keeping place with what is important to us in a way that just doesn't threaten anyone. And if it's a new behavior, we can actually sometimes approach it from an, from an apologetic stance. Hey, look, I, I, I'm sorry I've set a trend that doesn't work for me. I, I, because of these positive qualities that I will and standards that I have, I will always want to stay here and be helpful. But it's, I, I've set a precedent now, and it's now I'm feeling like I'm being stepped on. And that's not your problem. It's my problem. It's something I've created, you know? And so how many times are you working with somebody or, or living with somebody and you don't even know the conversations they're having with you over things like that? You're just going on about life and then all of a sudden you realize, man, I've been doing something wrong this whole time. <laughs> I didn't even know it. So again, how do we go, go about that? Sometimes that's just the way it works. So if you are wanting to set a boundary and it's new if you need to do it clunky do it clunky but if you can pause and wait and hold and gain the awareness you need first and look at what re what really would make the biggest difference because your identities become someone that has a different boundary than what your standard is now all this can be solved in a much bigger solution if we're super intentional in our life if we're if we're a high person, right? Uh, if we're if we're a high performing person, and if we're if if we have the greatest concern over the things we can control, if I have that for myself, and I've set overarching, large, 50, 60, 90 year plans beyond my life plans, then I have a sp very serious set of standards, values, and belief systems now that make a lot of things easier. Because if it, it just it, it just makes things easier, certain things just don't fit. You know, I, I used I, I use the example. I, I was somebody was speaking one day, and they used the example of if you're set that you want to have children, but you want to have children that play with other children that are part of royal families, diplomats, then you're going to make much different decisions about where to send your kids to school, about where to live, what to dress. You're going to have all different types of things that are important to you and how you do that that will set you up or set your children up to be in the right place to be able to be with people that are in royal families that are of royalty right um so that's just a simple way of looking at it if you're doing that there's some things that just aren't going to be acceptable um and you will automatically have different boundaries so and not judging one or the other right it's uh if that's not important to you there's going to be some things that are uh, that also aren't going to be boundaries and so just think about that Avoid the temptation to make someone external your problem. Because what happens is you're, you have a problem that's in here and you're chasing it, creating another problem. And then you chase that problem and that problem and that problem. And if we put that up on a whiteboard, we'd have a whole bunch of squiggly lines of chasing problems. 
and it would start looking like a little bit of a tornado and it would be uncomfortable and there would be some some give and take and push and pull with people in our life of trying to sort through all that and then what we end up is is in an unwinding to get back to the middle of who we are which is where it comes back to that whole idea that we are not our strategies our setting boundaries is a strategy that we use to try and make it make our insides safer healthier happier so you're already setting the boundary that you're not aware of so then all you have to do is raise it change it shift it to a new place so that's the other thing that's happening give yourself credit for the boundary you are keeping right now i'd started to touch on this idea of going gentle if you're in a place where you've had a belief system that's had you in an unhealthy situation way too long maybe you've held a marriage together maybe you've tried to stay try and help someone that's in um has some severe use disorder addiction or something else and you did and it's it's becoming extremely painful for you to be helpful uh, there, there's a, there's a lot of scenarios. Maybe you're in a, in a position where you've allowed someone to treat you poorly in the corporate world or in the business world. Maybe there's a vendor or a supplier that just never does what they're supposed to do and you've allowed it for so long that it's become part of your life as a, as a norm. Right? Those, if, if you're in one of those types of unhealthy situations, something needs to change don't allow anything to get in your way of not making the change. And if you need to be clunky, give yourself permission to be clunky. But be cautious because sometimes being clunky also in those situations isn't safe. So do, but still do, just do what you need to do and don't be afraid to ask for help. Don't be afraid to get help. And if you are afraid, reach, break through it and get help anyway and get the right help. So find the support and the encouragement to change from the inside out and shift and not have to worry about setting boundaries anymore because they're naturally held by your standards and your values because you no longer value whatever it is you're in and you'll be amazed maybe some people will change with you i've seen some really ugly situations in the world turn around i've seen business relationships heal marriages friendships I've seen just so many things heal because people just took it inside and started really working on what they are and they chose to value they sung deep onto some value of staying connected to a person that was important to them and there's some beautiful change that can come out of that that means the world a difference you know how many people cut off their kids if their kids aren't doing the right thing if their kids aren't living up to their expectations oh you're cut off whoa you know that's okay if that's what you want that of course it, it's it's okay it happens i don't know how that feels to everybody but man i actually i do know how that feels that's that's some of what i've experienced but what if we valued instead of valuing the behavior and again maybe it's about perception and there's some things happening and it has to happen so Man, I, notice what's happening here. I'm even in this discussion getting into the, all these ideas of how I might think of things and judge them without stopping to consider the values that someone is upholding and the standards someone's living with. There's nothing wrong with having high standards and saying, I won't we be around that. This is my deal. 
there's physical boundaries that created when people move into areas of the world or the town or town where they don't have to see a bunch of homeless people and trash on the streets so they'll move into neighborhoods you know there's there's entire neighborhoods that have been created with schools and stores and everything entire planned communities that have been created so that people can control their environment set boundaries around what they'll see and experience on a daily basis that's that that has to do with our standards and our values so moving into one of these neighborhoods now you pay an HOA fee and you pay a lot of other things but you're guarantee you're doing a uh, you're you're not guaranteeing but you're increasing your opportunities to have the visual auditory experiences that you want to have in the world around you differently than if you like downtown living you know uh, there's a lot of people love being in downtown and don't mind stepping over a homeless person from time to time or thrive and love being helpful to somebody who's homeless or just less fortunate and or struggling in some way they like being around all of the activity and the noise and the and the diversity and there's and that's what and they they're what are they valuing and what are their standards and there's some people that man they have they have standards that require them to live somewhere else so think about that we if we stay away from the judgment that see that's problems creating problems creating problems that's what boundaries does when we're using a boundary and considering it external rather than internal rather than fixing ourselves we're using a boundary to try and change people around us we're missing the power of one we're missing our self-validation our value in this world is sometimes setting holding the boundaries and that doesn't take words or manipulation it just is how we do it then the question is how do we do that the most effectively and if it's important to us the most compassionately or maybe it's the most bold I if we're showing up and we're being fake trying to be cautious of not hurting people's feelings we may not be giving someone the due respect they deserve of knowing that they can work through any issues they have and that might make them a better person think about that doesn't mean intentionally aggravate people with who we are but if we're holding back our true nature of self and not sharing things because we're cautiously being afraid of hurting someone's feelings or, or making something more difficult for them depending on how important it is to us we might be cheating people so again, if we have standards and values, if we've really taken the time to develop these things in our life, we, we have a mission and, a, and vision and values for ourselves. And we know the, our best operating systems. We know the best ways that we work and we approach getting things done in the world because we design them. We, we, we spend time creating that person in the best of who we are. We remove the adapted strategies and maybe hold on to them when they're absolutely useful and needed but then we understand it's an adaptation that we're that we're going to have that we're going to use or tap into so i think i'm getting towards the end of it i have um let me make sure there's not any other point you know i think we definitely got to the point
I think I think the best way to end this is to really just encourage everybody out there to not be afraid to take ownership. Release release the fear or if you feel the fear get through it go through it anyway run through the fire with it and be okay taking care of yourself and don't set up a bunch of stuff boundaries and stuff to try and manipulate the world if you're not willing to hold it because you may be shorting yourself and cutting yourself off of something really valuable to you it's like trading one thing for the other and now we're in all kinds of complex equivalents and other things that just are like, oh man, we're giving up one thing for the next and we're making two things the same that aren't and we're there's so many constructs that we get into there where we're just not really authentically living our best lives. And most of us are out there chasing problems created by problems created by us not having a value or a standard that we can just live up to and hold more preciously. I have people in my life used to say, it's hard to do the right thing. You know you're doing the right thing when it's hard. Well, is it? It is if we don't have, if we don't have the belief system within us, if we don't have the framework around us that we've created that's designed who we are. It can be, it can be tough. That can be a challenge. Because you know, we're chasing problems that we've created, trying to work, manipulate all the outside world, and we're missing the power of one. And the most important power of one that we have is ourselves. So take care of yourself. Take care of yourself first. And make a difference in the world. Take care of yourself first and you'll be amazed at the difference you can make in the world. Understand your truly sacred, the truly sacred nature of who you are. And that we are independently, uniquely different than anyone else. Just like everyone else. Right? <laughs> so yeah we're unique and we're different and we're absolutely miraculously special wired our own way just like everyone else everyone's that way so that's not an ego thing it's just a truth and that makes us perfectly aligned in the differences that we are we we're talking about it on a call today talking about divergence how divergence really is the most successful behavior we can have leaders in our, in our world will say have these standards here's 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 values to have the values of our organization will jump into it in, with john maxwell or some of these other programs because they have these standards and values and oftentimes we forget to create our own so <clears throat> they're leading by example and they're offering you a framework to step into i do i do we all do that i do that all the leaders are doing that we're giving you a framework to step into but you still get to create your own there's always a personal set of values of how you attach into a more corporate type of value or community type of value right we have values and and mission statements inside of our communities and inside of civic organizations and we love buying into that stuff but if we don't have our own values of how we interact with that then we're losing our independence. We're losing our, our special way of coming about it and just adapting to someone else's. And that's difficult to talk to sometimes because it's not authentic. It's authentic passion. It's authentic buy-in. But it's not 
authentic self. It's not an individual connection. It's a connection with an idea. And you become an expression of someone else's bigger idea. Which, you know, that's... I think that there's better reason to still do that in your most unique self. So, hopefully I didn't go too deep off the edge there. I'm glad you're here. And I'm just going to peace out from there. Thank you for joining us for another amazing episode of The Point with me, Jeff Spikes. The greatest compliment you could give me is liking, loving, and sharing this episode with all your friends. So please, if you're on Spotify, iHeart, or iTunes, leave a five-star rating and review. If you're on YouTube, like and subscribe. Make sure to tag me. I love hearing from you, the listeners of this show. The links for all my social and iTunes are in the show notes. Also, if you'd like to engage with me in anything related to my coaching, consulting, speaking, or programs, please visit jeffspikes.com for everything you would need to know to engage with me offline. And lastly, thank you for your time, your attention, and your consideration. This is The Point.